Welcome to the TNL Talks Podcast. I'm Chris Galloway, Director of Teaching and Learning in Floresville ISD. And I'm Olivia Bailey, the Literacy Specialist for Floresville ISD. Welcome to Episode 17 of the TNL Talks Podcast. This episode, we will be discussing the Floresville Educational Leadership Academy. We will be talking to the co-leader of the Fellow Program, which is Angela Garcia, and a little bit about the framework of the program, why it started. I just happen to be one of the co-leaders as well. And we'll also be talking to one of the participants, Maggie Boozer, uh, academic dean at Floresville High School, about her experiences. And my co-host of the TNL Talks podcast, Olivia Bailey, is also a participant in Fella. So we've also asked her a few questions about the program as well. So I'm extremely excited about this episode. How about you, Olivia? I'm excited too, Chris. When you suggested that we do a podcast on Fella, it seemed such an obvious choice, but I'm really excited. We've only had, I believe, the two meetings and then, of course, our book study, which we'll talk about, that it has just been such a positive experience to getting this year started. And so I'm excited for all of our listeners to hear what we've been doing here in Floresville. Yeah, I think it's going to be good for our listeners, and we can kind of highlight how this program is going to be beneficial to the district and to our community and students, especially. So let's get right into our first guest, and let's go talk to Angela Garcia. We're here with Angela Garcia, who is the principal at the Alternative Campus here in Floresville ISD, but she's also one of the co-leaders of the Fellow Program. She joined me this year to help. Why did you want to be a part of starting the Floresville Educational Leadership Academy? Okay, well first, Chris, thank you for having me. I think I'd like to just anchor back to a TASB survey, I think it was, that uh, indicated that staff in the district felt like there were not enough opportunities in leadership. Whether that meant opportunities to move up, whether that meant opportunities to learn things outside of their current profession, obviously a survey doesn't tell us that. Just reflecting at what other districts have as opportunities to build their own, say, principal pipeline program, or just developing teacher leaders, like we recognized that we didn't have anything to meet either of those. Through our collaboration, I think we discovered that there would be opportunity in our district to create something where we could expand on the current talents that we have here in our community to create future leaders in Floresville ISD. When we first set out to start the Floresville Education Leadership Academy, we were looking to model a principal-like pipeline, but at the same time, open it up to individuals who have no interest in being a principal. What was your reaction or response to when we saw so many people that were not principals or wanted to be principals that wanted to join the leadership program? At first, I thought that could be quite overwhelming because we needed to start somewhere. But at the same time, knowing there had never been an opportunity at at any level, whether it be just growing teacher leaders or principal leaders, I think that in reflection, we wanted to ignite the interest in leadership development I'm so glad that we did do this because we see the excitement of those that are even working as paraprofessionals, those who are currently working on the principal certificate or already have their principal certificate. There's all this level of excitement to continue their education and continue to pursue interest in learning more about all the educational components together outside of their current role. And I think that 
there's so much value in that as far as just developing a really solid team that wants to work together. I would say initially when the email went out about Fella, I sort of read over it and my initial take was more of a principal pipeline. And I think Chris came to me and he's like, are you doing Fella? And I said, no. And although I have my principal certification, it's just not an avenue that I saw myself going through in my career. And that's when he said, well, it's, it's about more than that. It's about growing in, in leadership in whatever role you want to pursue in education. So that's when I said, you know what? Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely something that, you know, that would benefit me. And I'm so glad that I did. We're glad to have you too. It's awesome to have such a diverse field of people that are in the program, anywhere from a paraprofessional all the way up to a central office administrator. It's really exciting. And we do have some other administrators that aren't officially fully participating, but do show up to the meetings and have read the book, Lincoln on Leadership, the books they were doing. Dr. Bays, Dr. Wade, Mr. Schroller have all attended the meetings. Let's talk a little bit about the framework. So the framework of Fella, when we first started out, we did base it on the principal standards, which is what we use to evaluate principals. But it was more for the framework to understand what topics we could talk about in leadership. And we incorporated this book, Lincoln on Leadership, which has nothing to do with educational leadership. Could you kind of talk about why we went the direction we did with the framework? framework and, and how you feel it's worked so far. We picked a book that was outside of education so that everybody could relate to it, but also people could look at their previous experiences, whether that be, you know, um, as a student or as a parent or in your church. Like we want to look at that leadership is everywhere. And when you join a group, you have the opportunity to grow those natural skills that you may have or those skills that you want to develop. Lincoln on Leadership allows us to explore those strengths and weaknesses outside of education. But the principal standards are really student-centered model. And since we all work in education and we all are back about servicing students, that was really a framework that would allow us to make those connections on how do we take the leadership qualities and characteristics we're learning and apply it to a student-centered model. With the research-based piece, and, and I kind of think of the book study and the principal standards and we incorporating strengths in some way with, with each of the fellow group members from the Gallup poll strengths that we've done, we've really talked about the research base. What we do understand from leadership development is the meat and potatoes of leadership development is the practice and getting in there and doing the practice piece. So how have we incorporated that into the fellow program to get these participants involved in leadership and education and practicing what they hear from the research? The really exciting part about the Floresville Educational Leadership Academy is that they're required to get out and get some actual experience doing some things on campus or throughout the district, whether it be going out and helping with lunch duty, and maybe that's something outside of their role, or helping with textbooks, you know, distribution and inventory, or helping at a basketball game or football game, but trying to get some perspective of other people's roles in the district. But then we've also asked them, what are you interested in and where do you plan on going in your leadership opportunities so that we can give them an opportunity to shadow professionals in that field and gain some insight to what makes a good leader and what skills do I need to be successful in that role. That's really some of the hands-on opportunities that we've provided. And I think one of the exciting things early on in the program, like we are now, is that we're creating communication pipeline for them to talk to other administrators and talk to administrators on other campuses. You don't see that always. Like you see people work in silos, either within their department or on their campus. And we're really creating advocates for themselves 
and to go out and seek these opportunities. And of course, we'll assist them. And you know, you've done a great job of finding opportunities that really align with their interest, whether it be in our district or in another district, but it's also creating some agency on their own part. Olivia, you've actually experienced a shadow outside the district because Mm -hmm. one thing that you and I talked about is, is you're interested in being either a director curriculum or assistant superintendent curriculum but you're with us every day. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to give you kind of an outside look of how someone else does things. How was that shadow experience for you? It was an amazing opportunity. I got to shadow Dr. Monica Ruiz Mills from San Marcos Consolidated ISD. I got to spend the day not just with her, but with her whole team, which was wonderful. They just, you know, welcomed me in and was a part of the everyday operations and their meetings and the decisions that they make. And you know, they were very open and transparent and allowed me to ask questions. And not only did I get to spend the day with them at their central office, but they also took me to three different campuses. So I got to see the workings of a school district from three different views. So got an opportunity to speak with those principals and teachers on those campuses. And it was just, you know, a wonderful experience in terms of what do I need to do to grow in my role as a leader, getting to see how different districts work, different ideas, something that we don't always have time to do, I think, in the day-to-day operations. It was absolutely a wonderful experience and get to go another day in the spring as well. That's awesome. Another aspect of fellow that really helps with the participants to gain that practice experience is the projects. And we have several fellow members who have already started to propose their projects or start working on their projects. It also not only helps them, but it helps us as a district because there's certain things that we need to get done as a district, but we don't necessarily have the time to get it done. I'll give a great example is we need a comprehensive district grading policy for elementary and secondary. And we started working on that work last year, but then COVID got us shut down. And then now we're dealing with remote learning and there's so many aspects and moving parts that keep moving. Well, we do have two groups in the fellow that are working on the grading policies uh, for elementary and secondary, which we should hopefully be able to take to the board in the spring. We have some groups that are working on a comprehensive counseling plan that we're required to have from House Bill 3 that we weren't able to work with before. And we got counselors and social workers working on that. One of the things that was started at the beginning of this year was a bilingual Spanish reading club in partnership with Region 20. One of our members is going to take that on to continue that process. Olivia and another member are working on a project to build communications between law enforcement and outside community organizations with us when a student suffers trauma, and then that way we can provide support to that student when they come to the classroom. So there's a lot of great things going on in regards to the projects. So it not only helps the district move us further along, but it builds the leadership capacity. Another aspect of Fella is that at every meeting we have, which is once a month, we have a guest speaker who's in a leadership position in education, either a former principal, current principal, representative from TEA, that will come in and talk to our group about leadership from the lens of where we're at that month. Could you help our listeners understand, Angela, why we went with people outside of Floresville ISD to be those guest speakers? Absolutely. Well, I'll kind of piggyback on something that Olivia said earlier. Like, the opportunity to learn from others is so important. And that opportunity to look at best practices and learn through others' experiences is so valuable. I think one of the things that we did that was really intentional was think about people that we could bring in that have very diverse backgrounds. 
audience because we wanted people in the audience and our participants to be able to make connections with those people and hopefully aspire them to continue in their leadership development in various paths. And I think sometimes we are we can limit ourselves just by not knowing, you know, or our preconceived notions that there's only one way to a specific goal, right? And so we've done a great job of selecting people that have very diverse backgrounds who are doing excellent, amazing things in their districts in different capacities. Like our last speaker that we had who has 30 years of administrative experience and has been a very successful administrator, doesn't appear to really have a desire to work outside of being a principal. We're gonna bring other people in throughout this next couple of months that have very different goals and maybe they're they're not done growing personally we're going to hear where they are in their leadership experience and so we're asking them to share their journey where did they start what are the experiences that they gained along the way and hopefully some insight on what were the valuable experiences that they had or that they sought out on their own to get to where they are angela where do you hope that we end the year with fella First of all, I am hoping that everybody walks away feeling personally inspired to go to the next level. And we've already heard some conversations with people that they were kind of stuck in a rut. They've been in the classroom for years. We have 16 people that either already have or are currently pursuing their principal certification. And they hadn't made that leap yet to actually consider the next steps. So I'm hoping that we empower them to make decisions to possibly pursue what that next step is. I'm very excited to see where the leadership projects end up when we see those presentations at the end of the year. Because what we're going to be able to see is what is valuable to that group of individuals. Because we're asking them to work in teams what they've learned about the district, what they've learned about themselves, and then hopefully come with some fresh ideas of how we can move forward to progress our district and and innovative ideas that they're gonna bring to the table. So I'm really excited to uh, get to June when we get the opportunity to see the the end result of what all this work has led them to. Olivia, as a participant, where do you hope that you end up at the end of this year with Fella? Well, I'm obviously to grow in, you know, multiple aspects. And what I'm most excited about is with the leadership project, because as you mentioned, the specific project that I'm working on with the coworker here is rather different from what I do in a day in and day out operations of, you know, curriculum and instruction. It's sort of on the, what we, I guess you would consider more the SEL side of student well-being. And, and so it's an area that I'm going to have to grow and to push myself and definitely learn a lot about and collaborate with other districts. We're going to be reaching out to talk to other districts about how they've launched and those hurdles. Pushing myself, although it's something that is very near and dear to my heart, it's not something that I would say I have a whole lot of experience in. So it's pushing myself to grow in a whole new avenue. And I think that's what I'm most excited about. I hope that's the case for everyone who's participating in it. Just that opportunity to grow, to find some new passions, some new strengths, and, you know, there's some people who, who may be thinking, this is what I want. And then after going through Fella, may realize, oh, you know what? This is really more going to suit me and the, the road that I want to take mm-hmm. in my career. And I think that's the most exciting thing is, you know, learning about ourselves. And all through the whole journey, the students of FISD are benefiting mm-hmm. from everything that we're doing through Fella. You know, that's the best part. 
I love that. And I'll speak to the future just a little bit. We're hoping that this continues because most districts, when they create a program like this, it's, again, a principal pipeline, and it's, it's cookie cutter in the sense that we do the same curriculum every year. We do the same book study, the same type of projects with a different cohort of people. What I hope this turns into is this, maybe the same amount of people along with more people join us. We do a different book study every year, different speakers, so that every year there's something different that they gain. And then our leadership capacity increases because we do know from the research that there are three things that move a district forward. Relationships is number one. Building capacity is number two, and then accountability is number three. And I do feel like in this program, we're definitely hitting that building capacity. We are definitely hitting the accountability piece because how are we going to work with people and how are we going to reflect and hold ourselves accountable with that internal accountability? And then I think the relationship piece is growing as well because we're learning more about ourselves, which makes us better leaders for our students and for the people we work with around us. Angela, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? No, I would just like to say that I'm so thankful for this opportunity in Floresville. This is my alma mater. I feel like I'm giving back to the community. I'm giving back to the district. I am learning alongside of all the participants. So I feel like I'm not just a facilitator, but also a participant in this opportunity to learn with all those in the district. And I'm just, I'm hoping it grows and it continues. I definitely don't think this is a one-time program this year. As you can tell, we already have people that continue to call us and say, is it too late to join? Is it too late to join? So now that people see how exciting it is, see the benefit of it, I definitely think there's gonna be more interest next year. And so we're definitely gonna wanna keep this moving forward. I agree. Well, thank you for your time. I know you're busy and we appreciate it. Olivia and I are here at Floresville High School and we're with Maggie Boozer, who is our new academic dean. We want to welcome you to our podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You're also one of our fellow participants. You joined our program being a new staff member to Floresville ISD. What made you want to join the fellow program? For a couple of reasons, actually. I I thought it would be a good way for me to get to know some more of the people in Floresville, as well as give me an opportunity to work closely with some of the people from central office and people that were very familiar with how the, the district ran. So I thought that would be a good opportunity for that. But I am somebody that likes to look to the future. I want to work towards something. I do know that I wanted to kind of take this instructional, like CNI background and history that I have and move forward with it. So I thought this was a good opportunity to start looking into that. And I had been in a leadership program before, and the leadership program that I was in was very heavily towards teaching you to be an assistant principal, right? It was about, this is what you need to do as an assistant principal, and let's get you groomed for that district. What appealed to me about this leadership program is that it was going to cater to whatever direction you wanted to go in. Chris had alluded early in our podcast to the book that we're reading for Fella, The Lincoln on Leadership. And I think we've all said it's it's an amazing book, not directly related to education. Certainly can help anyone in any facet of life who's, you know, looking for leadership. Are there certain aspects of the book that 
you could maybe address that you're using specifically in your role on campus now? One of the things I think sometimes people think is once you're in administration, you know how to talk to people, you know how to talk to teachers, you know how to talk to kids. So I don't need leadership books because I'm already a leader. So what do I need leadership books for? But what I found really great about the Lincoln Leadership Book is that a lot of things in education, these, these people are academics, they write about, theoretically this should be working, and so sometimes it's kind of hard. But what I love about this book is none of that matters, right? This is truly about, you wanna be a leader, here are some things to think about that were successful for a leader that was even so long ago, you would think in a society where we're using technology and having podcasts, that his brand of leadership would not even be relevant today, but it's amazing that it is. One of the things that's big for him that I'm trying to make sure that I, I use now and I want to use as I move up in leadership is, you know, it talks about surrounding himself with the people that have the information, that one person doesn't know it all. I'm trying to help restructure our Spanish team. We're talking about core, the English, math, science, and social studies, pretty solid in, even in the content I'm really good about. But foreign language, when it comes to LOAT, I, besides the teaks that I found, <laughs> you know, I want to make sure that what I'm going to give them is most effective for them. So I actually reached out to one of my good friends who is a LOAT coordinator in another district, basically said, you educate me. You tell me, this is my situation. How should I do this? So I didn't presume to understand that I'm going to go in, guns blazing here, I'm going to tell you guys what to do. Instead, I consulted somebody that I knew had been in this same situation before. I let her guide me and how I was going to guide the teachers. And I think that's important because, you know, as a leader, you cannot be somebody that says, oh, I, that's why I'm here because I know it all. But it's not about knowing it all. It's about being able to lead the people who know stuff. It's a good reminder because I think we know that, but I think when reading a book like that, it reminds you. And so it made me be more mindful. So when I had that situation come up, I was going to the expert and it wasn't just me forcing somebody on something. And I think that's a great lesson and something that's hundreds of years old and mm -hmm. we're still doing it, <laughs> you know, which I think is great. Absolutely. We actually have a running joke in our, our household because this book has become the topic of many dinner conversations, you know, with my children. And so now we have the running joke is when they ask me something, one of them will say, you know, well, what would Lincoln say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and actually Lincoln, because he was listening all the time, probably wouldn't say much except for True. what do you mm -hmm. think? Yep. Yeah. You know, and as somebody who tends to be quite verbose, yes, listen yeah. to understand, you know, because everybody's got, you know, everybody's got a story whether I'm talking to a teacher or a parent, in the end, they just want to be heard, mm -hmm. right? And so it's just a reminder to, to listen, to listen more and talk less. Yeah, so much of leadership is that reflection piece. And when we can ask people questions and guide them to the answers, that's so much more powerful than coming in and directing somebody on what they should be doing. I really liked that Lincoln did that. And, mm -hmm. and he built alliances, something that is a chapter in the book. And that's partly what you did by reaching out to your friend. You've also completed your shadow. So do you want to kind of talk about your shadow experience and how's that helped you with the program or maybe future endeavors for, for leadership for you? One of the things that 
multiple times during my shadow. Am I allowed to say who I shadowed? Sure. Okay, I shadowed, I shadowed Chris. <laughs> <laughs> when I was shadowing Chris, multiple times throughout the day, I mean, we didn't have very much downtime, but when we did, he asked, all right, what are you, what are you thinking? You know, what, what, tell me, be honest, what, are we, what did you think about this? Or how are you feeling about that? Or what did you notice about? Or what are you recognizing? And we had a real opportunity multiple times throughout the day to debrief. I really liked that because I'm very much about feedback. And there were, you know, times, you know, where I said, please tell me. And he gave me some feedback about, you know, some responses I had made in a meeting. And that's important because I want to adjust and make sure that I am improving. So maybe one day when I'm in a position like that, that I can take those things that I've learned. It really did make me appreciate in my shadow the opportunities I had to really reflect on my experience. And not just at the end. We talked about it throughout. What I also appreciated is there were times I had a few suggestions or, hey, have we thought about this? And Chris was like, no, we hadn't. That's a great idea. You know, he welcomed some outside eyes. And although the shadow was really great, and I got to see some really great things. I think one of the biggest takeaways was my ability to sit down and really reflect on meetings, on the job, on how people talk, things like that, my future. That was probably one of the biggest things that stuck out, you know, and something that I can also use, you know, here, like when we're doing walkthroughs in classrooms, I asked one of the other APs when we did a walkthrough, you know, so what'd you take away from that? <laughs> and he was like, well, Dr. Boozer, this is nice <laughs> point. You know, that's that same kind of thing, you know, just having somebody else guide the conversation. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned that when we're the mentor in the shadow piece, right? Um, I think there's a lot that we can learn from it too. And, and like you said, there was things that you brought up that I wouldn't necessarily thought about. So I think that leaders have a responsibility to provide that opportunity for people and mentor people because it, they gain something from it as well. And one thing that I gained from my superintendent certification program at Texas State was a superintendent came in and said that the reflection of a true leader is someone that has a leadership tree and has multiple people who have grown as leaders and become leaders. And so now I pride myself. It's almost like a challenge to me is how many people are on my tree that are principals? How many people on my tree are assistant principals? How many people are directors? How many people are superintendents and assistant superintendents? The time that I mentor somebody, I grow from it as well. So yeah, I did appreciate the experience and, and glad you were open to receiving feedback. And I was glad you were open to providing feedback. I asked you, what feedback do you have for me? What can I do to be better? Why not take that opportunity to learn from that experience? Because everybody has a different lens and experiences that they can share. So. Right, and I think, you know, and that also stems back to that Lincoln book, right? It's about, as a leader, you need to be willing to adjust yourself, mm -hmm. get the feedback. There are some people that would like to be leaders that aren't taking the time to look at themselves and how can I get better? Mm -hmm. Because I, that's what I want. That's why it's so important to reflect and ask questions and ask for feedback. Because I think as a leader, if you don't start to grow or you don't self-reflect, then who at the group you're leading won't be doing that either. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think it's so important. And when you can model that, and now I can model that, hopefully it goes down the pipeline, sure. like you said, your tree. 
Is there anything that you would like our listeners to know about the fellow program or maybe from the perspective of parent maybe listening to this podcast and think, this doesn't apply to me because I'm not an employee of the district. Is there something that maybe stands out to you that, that you think that this could benefit our kids, our students, our parents, our community? Yeah, you know, what I think is really great about this program that my other program failed to have is one of the things, I don't hate to call it a requirement, but one of the things they would like the FELA participants to do is have a project that they're working towards. And yes, some of the projects are going to be campus-based, but there are other projects that could really involve pieces of the community. Where this really could be part of the community is some of these projects will affect the community. And these are the future leaders of Floresville or Wilson County or even Bear County, right? So these are the future leaders who are trying to infuse education into the community. Where we may not think it applies to us, it really could because there are some good leaders out there that are going to try and do some programs that are going to involve the community. And that's great because it means your leadership in the district is going to get better. It means that the community's involvement with those leaders are going to get better and then they can grow together. I mean, getting a leader at the ground floor and having them grow in this community is great because that leader can grow with the community. It's a really great way to introduce these future leaders to the people that they're going to be serving. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. We know you're super busy getting ready for testing. <laughs> We've got the December EOC test coming up, and I know you're doing, going to do a fantastic job. Excited to have you on board with our district, and we do appreciate your time. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited to be here. <laughs> This was a great episode. I really enjoyed talking to our guests for this podcast. I agree, Kristen. What I loved about it was we had three different participants, myself included, all going through the same program, but we heard three very different views of, of what each of us is getting out of it. And I think that's the whole point of Fella is that you know the participants are here to for individualized growth and I definitely sounds like we're on the right track. Yeah, that really was an affirmation for me because the the point of the program was to ensure that it was differentiated to fit the needs of each participant's unique needs for what they wanted to get out of the program to grow their leadership style. And what I also like is that you just referred to Angela as one of those participants, so to speak, and, and she mentioned how that as even as a co-leader, she's getting a lot out of it as well. And I'll tell you myself as a co-leader, I've gotten a lot out of it. As we talked about during uh, Miss Boozer's interview, when she talked about the reflection that she had from her shadowing me, well, I learned a lot from her just as she learned from me. So I think all in all, it's a win-win for anybody. And so what's really neat is that we have several of our district leadership personnel who are also being shadows. And what's really unique is that you know, even some of our participants are being shadowed. So, for example, our instructional coaches that are participating, they have teachers that are shadowing them. And we also have some paraprofessionals that are participating in the program, and they're able to shadow either teachers or assistant principals, principals, whoever they want. So mm -hmm. it's super exciting that this program is really taking off. It's really getting a lot of traction. Mm -hmm. I could not agree more. Well, episode 17 is now in the books. So until next time, that's, that's a wrap. wrap.